Welcome back to the show. Today on the podcast, I talk about the fragility of being a human being in this world. I do a, just a little bit of storytelling about a very hard thing that we are going through right now in our extended family and how sometimes it's the unexpected hardships that really bring about the greatest sense of closeness and belonging. I also talk about the importance of keeping ourselves anchored in something good, especially when we are going through something really, really hard, and how when it feels like the world is just spinning too quickly, we can return to the earth to ground ourselves and really have that feeling of returning home. Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Hello, 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 my darlings. Welcome back. It's Rachel here. I don't know if you were expecting to hear anybody else, but Rachel's here. And it's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. If it sounds like I am smiling and, and kind of trying not to laugh, it's because I am. Because, <laughs> so stupid, I just recorded a one-hour podcast uh, just now, just, you know, finished it uh, about two and a half minutes ago. And uh, it was a very good episode. If I say so myself, I was feeling very inspired and very in the moment. And sometimes I have those sessions where I record where I am so into what I'm sharing and I'm so present that I don't look at the recorder at all. I kind of lose sight of time. <laughs> and uh, I did. I recorded an hour episode, felt great about it. And then I went to press stop on the recorder. And when I pressed stop, the recorder turned on. <laughs> And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and it turns out an, a minute and a half into the recording, the memory card on my recorder filled up. It's <laughs> really funny. I mean, I have to laugh. A 90 seconds in to a one hour recording, the memory card filled up and I didn't notice. Okay. So that means there's 58 and a half minutes. <laughs> myself <laughs> into an uh, into a quiet microphone oh if I was in any other mood I would be very frustrated right now but I am not so I'm just 
I'm starting over. Here I am. (laughs) Also, I had this immediate feeling like, oh, I guess the world was not supposed to hear that. I guess what I was sharing was it was it was not for anybody's ears. Like I (laughs) and I know like now I'm recording now it's not going to be the same. I'm going to talk about something else. It's going to take me into a whole different down a whole different path. Right. So I'm just going to trust it and say thank you, universe, for keeping that that one hour (laughs) to yourself, I guess. I guess. Oh, I can't even, I have nothing astrological to blame it on either. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, hi. <laughs> How are you? Welcome. I'm so excited to be looking at you. And also now I am obsessively looking at the recorder, <laughs> making sure it's on. <laughs> oh, it's been a wild week over here. It really has. It really has. I don't know where to start. I think I'll start in a different place. I'll start somewhere new. Um, So just, okay, let me, this is always good. Okay, let me paint you a little word picture here. Word picture. I can't believe. I Do I use that word a lot? (laughs) Podcast friends. It's a very dorky word, I feel. And I feel like maybe I'm using it a lot. I don't know what else to say. But I like to like give the little image of what's happening in this moment here now as I'm speaking these words, you know. So word picture time. I am sitting in my in my tea room, curled up in my little podcast chair, staring at my recorder, not looking out at the beautiful view. Okay, now I am. Pine trees and spruce trees and, and lake. It's gorgeous out. But also glancing at my recorder obsessively, <laughs> obsessively. <laughs> And um, in front of me, actually, I have a I have a whole glass of chaga tea. I take a lot of I take a lot of <laughs> mushrooms these days. I I don't know what's going on with that. I go through cycles of of different kinds of supplements and vitamins and things that I take, and then I go through cycles of taking a break from everything, and then I cycle back. And I'm very into my own foraged herbs right now, and very 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 into chaga mushroom. Um, I have this tincture that I that I use. My dream, my dream. I mean, isn't it everybody's dream to is to just be walking through the forest, walking through the woods, and one day I find my own chaga. Is this superfood mushroom, and it's actually a parasite. It grows on birch trees, but it's not. You know, it like uses the birch tree as a host, and it takes nutrients from the birch tree. So it grows often on dead birch trees or very old birch trees. And uh, they're more common up north, which is why I haven't found any here. And every time I find a birch tree with any kind of growth on it, because it just looks like this big black growth on the inside, it's orange. So if you have a little knife or something, you can cut through and see. But it's never, I've never found one. I, I never have. I'm, I've even like given up, like I've stopped kind of venturing closer. Um, I think I just have to go further up north to find them or like go on a little expedition. But until then, I, I drink this tincture. So anyway, that's what I'm, that's what's right in front of me right now. I also have a, yeah, right next, to continue this little word picture, right next to my, my tea table that's set up a little bit in front of me, I have, a, I have a new yoga mat that's purple that I'm very excited about. I have been kind of reawakening or I'm having a reawakening in my, in my yoga practice these days. I've had, since we moved to Sweden, just a very quiet practice. I uh, I haven't had any urge to sweat on my mat really since 
I don't, I don't know if it's the weather or what it is, but living in Aruba, because I would roll out my mat outside and it's already warm, you're already sweating the moment you step outside. It somehow inspires me more to get on the mat and just push myself, right? To have a, a proper vinyasa practice. And also having the studio there every single morning, 9.30 class, roll out your, I roll out my mat in the back left corner of the shala to practice with our amazing teachers. It just, I had more of a, more of a regular sweaty practice. And since we moved to Sweden, also moving here in the dead of winter, when I couldn't roll out my mat anywhere outside, and we just have, we have a very, very, very small communal space. And in my little tea room, if I move everything to the sides, like I push, I have two chairs in here, one by my desk and one that I'm sitting in right now. If I move it to the side, I can, I can fit a yoga mat, but it's literally wall to wall like the front of the mat is going to touch one end of the of the room and the back of the mat is going to touch another one so I can't do a three-legged down dog I can do a very very tight small practice which I do often but I can't do anything expansive at all so my practice since we moved here just because of logistics mainly I think and weather has been super gentle like really really you know coming lying down on my back rolling around a little bit doing just gentle, gentle practices with just emphasis on breath and softening. And I, I don't think I've done, I don't think I've done a chaturanga. <laughs> I, I don't think I did a chaturanga like March through April, no, I mean December through April, like not a single one. <laughs> so just my practice has been, it's, it's my asana practice has looked very, very differently since we moved here. And now over the past, I don't know, past month, month and a half, like since it got really warm, I have just been getting really warm on my on my mat again and feeling more invigorated and more awakened when I step on the mat. I even got a new yoga mat I'm very excited about. And uh, it's just, just looking at it. I'm in that space right now when I see my mat, I'm like, ooh, I get excited to roll my mat out later. And I don't know if I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this, but as I get older, I guess everyone does, but I don't know if if everyone is having this experience now. I really feel like my body is getting tighter and tighter. Whereas before I could take a break from my practice, I could, you know, not do one specific kind of pose for a long time and then I would return to that pose and it would be super easy. Like it would be just I'm there. And now, you know, if I don't come to my mat for a week, <laughs> and then I, I get into a down dog and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm a robot put together with just like rusty screws and hard edges. And it's just like, oh, like everything is just creaking. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't know what I do at night, but I wake up in the morning feeling like achy and tight. Is this normal? Is this what aging is like? Like I'm turning 34 this year. Like I'm getting getting up there you know year by year we all grow older but I just I'm sensing a difference in my body like when I go from for a run which I do often these days I I need there's no option I, I mean I need to stretch before I never do before I never I should I should I don't but after if I don't immediately you know, do something to take care of my legs and my thighs and my hamstrings immediately following my hip flexors. Oh my God. I get so tight. <laughs> and this is all kind of new. Like I used to be able to go for a run and just take a shower and that's it. Like I, I didn't even, probably because I was on my mat 
in that more dynamic way all the time. So I didn't have to immediately follow every run with something to specifically target those areas of my body. Whereas now I really feel like, oh, I, I do, I do need to do that. I have to be more mindful. Yeah, I have to, I guess for every year that we grow older, we have to be more present with our bodies to really check in with what we need and adapt to how we feel. And um, no, it's just nice. It's nice knowing that when I'm done with this podcast, which is, yeah, my second podcast of this of this afternoon, I'm going to roll my, roll my mat out in the sun and that's going to feel really, really good. So yeah, that's the word picture. That's, that's what you get. Uh, we just came home from Amsterdam. We had kind of a, kind of an exciting like week or weekend. Dennis and Leia went to Amsterdam last week already, uh, about a week ago. So Dennis has been going to see his family in Holland a lot this year. Yeah, I've kind of mentioned this a little bit here and there, but not in a big way. But his, his, it's hard for me to say. You know, it's like one of those, if there's a truth of something unfolding and, and it's almost like if you don't say it out loud, it's not true kind of thing. This is what that feels like. It's like, I don't want to say the words because it, yeah, then maybe I can pretend it's not happening. But Dennis's little sister was diagnosed with a very severe form of cancer uh, a couple months ago, very recently. And uh, and I am not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it too much because it's not my it's not my story to tell. But it's why Dennis has been traveling to to the Netherlands a lot this year, and it's why we went now. Leia and I have been kind of waiting to go. It was very, very, of course, hugely overwhelming and so much to process. And and uh, we just took a beat before before bringing the wild, the wildly intense five year old over. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So that's that's actually happening. And I I did this little call out for this on on Instagram a while ago just because I really wanted to find some some resources and some support and some I think it's 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 been really helpful to speak to other people with the same diagnosis this is a very very rare like out of a rare form of cancer she has a rare version of it and uh, she has something called osteosarcoma that has metastasized so it's just it's just been a very very hard diagnosis and just a basically turned the whole everybody's life upside down in one moment you know and um yeah without going into too much detail it's a it's a shitty year <laughs> yeah it's a uh it's so um i was i was sitting with this today or actually just coming home feeling just fragile and like I really feel like 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 life is so fragile like not only is collectively and the whole world and everything happening politically and socioeconomically and across the whole world everything feels very unstable environmentally like I just feel like all these big systems are just everything is kind of falling apart but since this diagnosis within the family, I've had this very acute feeling of personally, everything is very fragile. Also, we walk around this earth 
wearing our little meat suits, you know, holding on to our kids and our families, not thinking about the fact that at any moment anything can happen and everything is just 100% uncertain at all times. And this feeling that keeps coming up for me, it's like, I feel like this, like, it's so unfair. I feel like it's so, so, so unfair. And not that anyone in this world deserves cancer. Like, of course not. But there's something so askew when it happens to a child, you know, like Dennis's little sister, she's very young. In many ways, she's still a child. And it feels more natural to have, you know, your grandparents go through a disease like this. You know, it's something that feels more still not okay, still horrible and still, you know, the worst thing. But, but yeah, having someone so young go through something like this, it's just unfair. It shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. And, uh, yeah, it's really, uh. I'm just trying to really share my own experience, which is, of course, different from Dennis's experience. It's his little sister and different from Dennis's dad and his dad's wife and and Dennis's little brother. Like, this is just, it's just the hardest thing. Yeah. And I just come back to this feeling of, like, in the beginning, I felt a lot of rage almost, you know? Like, this is just, like, this what's wrong with this what's wrong with this world that allows for these kinds of things to happen you know and there are kinds of cancer that make sense like if you have say a very old person and they smoked a pack of cigarettes every day all of their life and at the end of their lives they get lung cancer it's like okay you can kind of trace that back to something that your brain can wrap itself around and, and somehow make sense of right but in this case, it makes no sense. I I just, I don't, I don't understand it. And I know childhood cancer is a huge thing. You know, this little children and infants and babies and like cancer doesn't give a shit. Cancer doesn't make sense. Cancer doesn't, you can't reason with cancer. Cancer is not a reasonable illness, right? It's completely unreasonable. But in this case, it just, it just filled me with so much rage because yeah, there's not, you won't find a more, like a sweeter person on the face of this earth than her. You know, she's so pure, like pure, pure and and with the biggest heart and so kind and, and it's just so very unfair. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard, and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. 
And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I think for, yeah, for, for all of us, it's just completely shifted our perspective of yeah of, of what it means to to be alive of what it means to to be grateful of what it means to to be a human being on this earth you know you can't have something like this unfold within the family and not have every single person changed you know by it and even the yeah, hearing the words, like hearing the words terminal and cancer in, in one sentence. It's like, I, yeah, I, I can't even taste that word in my mouth because I think it's so, like who decides? First of all, who decides? Who really knows? This seems really, the the more I research this form of cancer, it's like the more gaps of, of, of no one really knows where it comes from, why it affects certain people, what to do, what treatment like avenue to take. And then if one thing doesn't work, what to do after that or time or and there's just so much. It's just there's too much unknown for anyone to, to be able to kind of make sense of what this means in the long term. So I think everyone is just taking it day by day. And yeah. And anyway, it was so wonderful to spend time with them, you know, so, so, so good to be with them and so good to have Leia with them. It's kind of like when Leia's around, you know, children make every room an easier room to breathe in. And of course, she knows that she's sick and she knows what's going on, but it's very hard to explain to a five-year-old what, what it really means. But it's also she becomes this kind of buffer between, yeah, our hearts and the very hard truths in a way. Because when she's there, there's there's a big distraction at all times. There's laughter all the time. There's joy all the time. There's, you know, there's there's life there. So I'm also very, also really grateful that just that we live this close now. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, what if we lived in Aruba? this would not be possible. You know, we're all literally two hours away. You don't even need to show your passport to go to Holland from Sweden. You just book it online. You have your boarding pass in your phone and you just like flow through and then you're there. And we live really close to the airport too. So it's been just been very easy for Dennis to be there and to visit and to stay very present with them. And to, and if we lived in Aruba, it would have been impossibly hard 
you know, it would have been one of those things where he could have taken maybe one big trip and then there would have been a lot of pressure in that trip to spend as much time as possible and to really, and now it's like we can say bye and no, hey, if we want to go back next week, we can, you know, if something happens or we can, like he can be on a plane very easily. And we're thinking about maybe they will all, if 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 it's possible, come here in September and <sighs> Yeah, it's just easier to have closeness when you live a little bit closer by. But so, yeah. So anyway, this is this big thing kind of unfolding parallel and along with everything else. And I had this, yeah, because they went earlier. Dennis and Leah went two days or a couple days before me. And I when I traveled, just to Holland. I, I don't know. Whenever I travel on my own, <laughs> having some days of my own, I had a couple of days to myself. I had friends here. We had this little retreat planned since a few months back. And we just had a really, oh, really friends of mine since I was 15. And we decided to have a mini astrology retreat <laughs> here by the lake. And uh, it's 10 of us. We've known each other since, yeah, since pre-high school, you know, for a very, very long time. And it was so wonderful to just be together and sit in circle together. And yeah, I kind of felt like I was on retreat, you know, it was this, yeah, just, and then the next day I flew to Holland and I'm traveling on my own. And there's something about traveling by yourself that always makes me anyway, very contemplative. Like I find myself, I always buy a new journal. At, at the airport if I'm traveling on my own, always, without fail, because I know I'm going to have a lot to write about on the plane. I'm going to have a lot to put on, you know, like words want to flow from my heart onto paper somehow when I'm on a plane and looking out at the clouds. I, I don't know. There's something about that experience that just really puts me in the moment somehow. And then I was walking from the train station to their house and, um, Dennis had gone sailing with his dad and Leia. So fun, like so cute. Dennis's dad loves to sail and Dennis loves to sail and they went sailing together. So I was just walking to their house to see his sister and, and her mom. And just walking there, like that little walk, I was like, it, it just hit me, you know, that it's not a regular trip. It's not just going to visit them, which we do often, but and being present with them from afar and texting and FaceTiming and, and things like that, which we've been doing, is very different from being there physically present, you know. And I hadn't seen her since the since the diagnosis and since they were here, because they were here early this year. And then everything was fine, right? It was just out of the blue kind of kind of thing. And uh and I was just contemplating, just oh, you know. Like this is their daughter, like Dennis's little sister. She's still so young in a way. And I was just kind of oh, like, if this was Leia, how would I cope? And how will we cope? And how can how can I support them and be there for them? And and I'm so grateful we live so close and just appreciating this closeness. And I was just oh feeling all the feelings, you know, walking from the train. And then I look down and I see yarrow, which is, I think I talked about yarrow as a plant friend on the show a couple times, but yarrow is a, it's a flower that grows really all, all over Sweden. 
And it's just one of my favorite herbs. I, I drink as a as an infusion. I dry. I forage. I am just super. Oh, it's like my my closest plant friend right now is yarrow, and uh, it's almost like I kind of had forgotten that. Of course, yarrow grows in different places. You know, Sweden is not like climate wise very different from Holland. But I just look down and I'm walking down this very kind of busy, heavy traffic road, and there she is. And she's just growing there, like next to trash. And there's like a plastic bottle there. And, you know, in concrete, just right at the side of this of this busy road. And it just kind of hit me. Like I had to stop in my tracks and go, okay, well, like the things that make me feel at home in Sweden also grow here, you know. And, and there's a piece of home for me here with them with this beautiful family that just became mine from marrying this wonderful man that I met by chance, you know, on some Caribbean island 12 years ago. Like it's, it really feels like it's just, I could have not walked into that surf shop and I never would have met Dennis. And I started just holding the magnitude of that. If I didn't, you know, I made a right there instead of going left. I made that chance decision to walk into that store and I met him and it changed my life. And thanks to that, we have Leia, we have this wonderful, wonderful human, this little ray of sunshine in our lives that changed all of our lives. But thanks to that, I have this whole big family in, in Holland and all of these people in my life who I love so much, who are genuine family. And I, I, I never would have been here if it wasn't for that, like this whole life that we have together with his dad and his stepmom and their kids, like his siblings, and then his mom and Aruba and her kids. And there are grandparents and like Leia met her great grandmother for the very first time who lives a little further up north. And there's this whole web of connection there, this web of family and somehow stumbling across yarrow, this plant that to me feels like Sweden, feels like home, feels like my roots. And I just had this light bulb moment of like, well, my roots over there are also my roots here. You know, I have a piece of home here also. And it's not like I'm going to visit someone. It's like, in a sense, I'm also going home here, being with them. And it's so unfair that the reason we were there now is this horrible thing happening in the family but I'm also so grateful that I have them I really am I'm so grateful that we are all in each other's lives and that we are so close and that we actually are the kind of family that can be there and hold each other's hands and talk about the hard things and also laugh about the beautiful things and you know, it's not the kind of family where we have to pretend, you know, or suck it up or not talk about the hard things or like there's really so much vulnerability and intimacy and and love there. And I'm so happy Dennis has that. And I'm so happy Leia has that. And um, yeah, I'm crying now, obviously. I didn't cry the whole time we were there. Oh yeah, no, I did. <laughs> well, I did cry, like finding that yarrow just standing in the road, walking over. 
it was kind of good i got i got a lot of tears out of my system just entering the the space because it's also a hard you know like a hard balance to find is that wanting to be supportive and wanting to be strong for other people and then also like feeling your feelings with that and because that's the thing you know if you enter a space where someone is going through something very 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 hard and you are deciding to be very strong for them you know to not burden them with your emotions then it's like if we're strong all the time we don't give other people permission to soften and our own vulnerability and our own softness invites this softness in other people also. And I love that so much about Dennis's family is that there is a lot of vulnerability there. You know, it's okay to to be really soft and to, uh, no one is pretending, you know. So I'm just grateful for them. A consistent body care routine is a really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin. It actually boosts our mental health, too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skin care that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skin care is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. I did put this out on social media a little while back just because we were really kind of urgently looking for resources and advice and help and just because this this kind of cancer seems really, really, it just, there's just a lot that isn't known. It's so rare, osteosarcoma. So I don't know if anyone listening is 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 dealing with the same diagnosis, you know, or has a loved one who has or has knowledge or wisdom or like we are very, very open and totally welcoming support. Yeah, it really seems like no one had, there's no all-knowing plan for this kind of cancer. It's not, okay, you go from A to B and to C, and this is a way forward. You know, with a lot of the cancers where there's been so much research in, like breast cancer and prostate cancer, and like these kinds of cancers, there's just so much knowledge there and options and treatment plans and 
prognosis and you know there's there's more information and because this is a very rare kind of cancer and then having it metastasize and it's just very 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 there's a lot that no one knows and there's very few answers it seems so the family also yeah told me that it's very very welcomed anyone i don't know maybe someone out there listening to this is sitting with some majorly helpful piece of advice you know or uh a connection to someone who really knows and could who could help or yeah so I'm sharing that into this little podcast ether now knowing that <laughs> this podcast does perform actual miracles you know I, I can't remember when this was but I was so blessed to actually get to facilitate a what do you call it an organ donorship through social media one time like that's something that I get to play a play a really small role in someone urgently needed I think it was a, a liver no what was it kidney can you even donate a liver probably not it must have been a kidney really urgently and where it was out of options and we're sharing through social media and I posted it on Instagram and someone answered and then had the ability and was in the same place and actually someone's life was saved through that and that happens all the time just thanks to the network of of the online world you know being able to connect in such beautiful ways so who knows I don't know I also yeah I'm just really in my own mind and in my own just how I think about it and I don't want to put my head in the sand or be in denial and maybe I am in denial and just not yeah having a very hard time accepting this diagnosis or this the prognosis I guess is what I'm I'm having a hard time accepting but I know from firsthand experience miracles happen every day all the time right all the time and there's not you know anyone who is all-knowing who can say here is what's going to happen to you and I really want to keep my my heart and my mind in that even if it's like a little 1% space, you know, where, where miracles unfold and and beautiful things happen and, and people who have crazy diagnosis like this, you know, just heal all the way and go on to live a really long, really happy life. Like I, yeah. I'm keeping my, keeping my heart really anchored in that one percent you know so anyway remember I recorded a whole podcast of one hour this was not that <laughs> so I don't know I, yeah I just had a whole like the the last podcast I just recorded that didn't make it I didn't actually yeah I didn't actually cry I didn't actually um share this part but anyway <laughs> life is uncertain and we all know this right we are all we know that we wake up in the morning and we have no idea what that day actually is going to bring us and we know anything can happen at any time and it's just 
for me, having this happen in the family has really increased this feeling I already have had for the past two years is that everything is just so fragile. And we walk around all day kind of having to pretend like we have things under control. And it's like the only way we can make it make it through this life is to like if I woke up in the morning and I was just acutely present with the fact that the people I love most in this life could just die at any moment, which is an actual truth, right? Anything can happen. Like a meteor could fall from the sky and land on this house, right? Like a, I could be out driving my car and just something completely, like things happen. We know this all the time. And this is just, it's just fact, right? But if I had to have this fact acutely present in the front of my mind, I would not be able to to go through my day. Like, no way. I would not be able to function and to to do the day-to-day things I have to do to make it through a day as a human being. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. So somehow, it's it's a blessing, I think, that we have this ability to, to forget, to bring our attention elsewhere, you know. Or maybe because everything is so acutely fragile, that's why we have the ability to feel love in such a major way, you know, knowing deep down, even though maybe we're not conscious of it all the time, but deep down knowing that at any moment, all of this could go. Maybe that's how we can appreciate beauty and closeness and love in this major way, you know, just because it's all so fleeting. I I don't know. But I... I know I'm grateful for every beautiful moment that I have with the beautiful people in my life who I love so, so much. You know, any hardship we go through, I think at least, at the very least, has that ability that the, to make the good moments better somehow. And that's also so true about having something like this happen in the family. It's like the highlights become so high, (laughs) The, the excitement and the beauty and the closeness in the good moments become so good and so big. And of course, the hardship and the pain and the illness and the struggle become so intense and so deep. I, I don't know if it was last week. Yeah, <laughs> it was last week. I on, on Yoga Girl Daily, I did a, a practice. I think it was the last episode of last week, Friday's episode. Fridays on Yoga Girl Daily, I, I always share a little self-care, like a, an actual actionable practice to do for, for feeling good. And the practice that I shared was to, to take a hard thing happening in your life, a hardship you are going through, and just wherever your in, intuition takes you, maybe your intuition takes you to something very light and easygoing that's hard, like a frustrating colleague, you know. You have like something that's like, oh, that's just annoying you. Like it's not that deep or life-changing or horrible, but it's like a hard thing that you have going on in your life. Or maybe your intuition takes you to the super, super deep hard thing. You know, someone struggling with a serious illness or dealing with divorce or death or grieving something or someone or mental illness or, you know, something heavy, heavy, heavy. And I always like when I share those little practices, of course, I never know where people are going to go in their own hearts and minds with it. So I like, 
I like the fact that we are the ones who choose where the focus lies. Are we going deep or are we staying light? But anyway, to hold that hard situation, whatever it is, and to seek out one good thing that came along with that hardship. One good thing. And it can be the smallest good thing, you know. It can be the good thing and it's so tiny that it's barely noticeable in the mess of all the bad. But finding one good thing, you know, like through this hardship that you're going through, sensing a deeper closeness to someone is an example of that. Appreciating, you know, having a sense of gratitude that often comes along with heavy, heavy things. Like that's a good thing. Having your life change and go in another direction which sometimes is what happens from the hardship that we face and then appreciating that direction or having some new person enter your life or some kind of growth or some kind of realization or some kind of love, you know, and I had that as a, I had that as a practice on Friday because in this kind of situation, it can be really, really, really hard to see even one good thing. And it's not like the good thing ever will make up for the bad, you know, or like the good thing ever will make it so that one day we're grateful for the bad thing. No, of course not. Not at all. Especially for for big things. But remembering the fact that the good thing is there, you know, letting the good thing just take up a little bit more space. Not forgetting that in all of the hard, there's also good I think it's really important for our sanity that we look at life that way when we are going through hardship or when people we love are going through hardship. Like one, doesn't have to be a whole foot anchored in gratitude at all times, but like keeping your pinky finger attached to, okay, well, through all of this and all of this, like here is that moment of joy that came that day, you know? Or here is the sense of resilience I'm experiencing inside of myself that I actually appreciate. Or, you know, here's this person I got to know who is now so important to me. Or there is a good thing in all of the heart. And there are days when the only way to get by and get through is to, to stay anchored in some goodness. When we moved from Aruba to Sweden, we weren't really sure what to do with our home in Aruba. We didn't want to sell the space that had so many memories and offered us a place to stay when we returned to the island. But what else could we do after moving internationally? That's when my husband came up with a brilliant plan. We can become hosts on Airbnb. Since starting this, I can officially say my husband had the best idea ever. The process of getting our property on Airbnb was so easy. We were able to ask other hosts for tips and got a lot of great feedback. And actually, we still get tons of good feedback and we're constantly improving our space. And Airbnb is really flexible. You just choose the dates you want to host. So if you don't have a full-time rental property like us, that's perfect too. Hosting on Airbnb is great for anyone who frequently travels or has the extra space or has a seasonal house or even someone who always goes away at the same time of year for family traditions or work events. We all know the cost of living is excessive right now, so you can get more out of your space when you host on Airbnb. The added income has been so important for my family and has given my husband a project to manage that he genuinely enjoys. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
last week when I shared that as a practice, like I hadn't even gone to to Holland yet, but it's actually one of the my takeaways just from this weekend there is that it's it's harder to see the good thing from afar, right? Like it's not until we we are in that place of vulnerability and intimacy and also really being viscerally present with with what's heavy that we can actually feel fully on the inside what's also good because before I was there you know I can kind of from the outside appreciate the closeness and being here and loving them and you know but it's it's kind of like stepping into something painful also awakens what's also beautiful in that it tugs on our heart to a point of just expanding and opening that ability to love and be loved and see people for who they are and be seen for who we are and all of a sudden ending up in that feeling of true genuine closeness and family and just how fucking beautiful it is that we are all happening to be here in this one moment in time together and how somehow you know how beautiful and fragile that is and how how strange is it that the most important thing we have in life is also the most fragile and maybe if it wasn't fragile it wouldn't be the most important i don't know i don't know i just know that it's yeah it's our job to be here and show up with all of our ability you know to not waste our time bickering <laughs> to not get lost in a sea of all the stuff that actually doesn't matter but to stay really anchored and really close to the people who mean so much yeah <laughs> it's also uh, strange to be alive isn't it the more i contemplate just kind of <laughs> the ins and outs of just being a human being and I don't think people sometimes it feels like 2022 like this is a bizarre time to be alive has there ever been a time that wasn't a bizarre time to be alive truly maybe we're hitting some kind of peak here or maybe we just feel like we are hitting some kind of peak having gone through a pandemic and a bunch of stuff in the past years but if you look back at any decade or century, has there ever been a time when being a human being on this earth wasn't just a fucking trip? Like how crazy, it's, 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 I don't know. Are we, I feel like <laughs> it's like we're, we're all having some sort of collective psychedelic experience together. Uh, have you ever seen that? There's that meme. <laughs> who, who is it that posts all these very trippy psychedelic memes? Someone I really enjoy following online. It's like, what if this moment in time, like our lives here on this planet, it's all a dream dreamt by an alien on acid. Like we are not even, <laughs> like all of this, this whole experience that we're having, maybe it's just part of someone else's experience and we're just a little drop in a big ocean of consciousness. And like, what do we even really know? We know nothing. We know nothing. <laughs> oh god so uh 
think I'm going to... I'm going to leave us here with that super weird little metaphor or vision of psychedelic aliens I just shared for no reason because I saw it on Instagram once. <laughs> But you know what I mean, right? Sometimes I have that feeling. I don't know if everybody does or if it's just me. Like, are we really here? Is this all really happening? Is it, you know, like I, almost like I have to touch my own skin? Like, am I really here? <laughs> Is this all a dream someone else is having or are we all actually having this experience together? It's just, it's just a wild ride. And you know, if you ever feel that way, this is like, I had just this visceral, like this super intense urge of what I need to do immediately now as I end this podcast. But if you ever feel a little bit untethered, which to me, when I start, when I start thinking about psychedelic aliens and wondering if my life is a dream someone else is having it means I need a little more earth, right? I need to ground. I need to actually physically ground myself because my heart and my brain sometimes likes to take me wild, wild places, right? If you ever have a moment when you feel really untethered or kind of like how I just explained, going to earth is the most simple and important remedy for all of that. So putting your hands into soil, like actual soil, digging into the earth, um, walking barefoot outside, um, go outside and hug a tree or go lie flat on the ground, just flat on the ground, go on, lie on your back flat on the ground and just stretch your arms out and let your whole weight, the whole weight of your body just surrender to the earth. Take a moment to ground yourself. And for me, I know exactly, I have a garden bed outside that I just emptied of potatoes. Um, I did for that little like girls night that I had here at the house. It was so fun. The funnest experience ever is having someone who's never harvested potatoes, harvest potatoes in your garden. It was so fun, so fun to do. And um, that whole bed is now empty of potatoes. I just have, one, I have a kale plant in there, but that's it. But I know I need to turn the soil, I need to add a little bit of compost, and then I'm going to plant some carrots, like quick growing carrots that will maybe I can even store in the fall in this garden bed but I just had that vision of okay I'm gonna have my actual arms like elbow deep in soil that's what I need right now what is something very grounding what is a way for you to connect to the earth and to ground yourself something you can do right now Take a moment to figure that out and then do yourself and all of us a favor and go do exactly that. Connect to the earth. Take a moment to ground. Remind yourself that you are actually here. And even if things are very, very hard right now, there is that one good thing happening all at the same time. And I guess that's what being a human being actually is like. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you. If you have advice, a story to share, anything at all, you can email me, especially for advice around this around this diagnosis, if, if you have any. I'm asking specifically, so it's not unsolicited. Rachel at yogagirl.com. And of course, if you have anything else you want to say, um, you can always write me there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, I appreciate you.
and I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart, available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. And of course, thank you to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.